0: Welcome to the third episode of the podcast, Here to Help. I am the host, Jessica Glynn. And just a quickly recap, we discussed the beginning stages of myself and my family members losing my brother to suicide in November of 2017, and I... Spoke about the letters that I wrote to him the night that everything happened, and then I also went into um, the couple days after the passing and how that affected myself and my family. Today's episode goes more into the spiritual side of this all, and I introduce a very important person in my life, and. Um, I recap the early connections that my friend Jen and my brother have had starting from the beginning. Jen is more like a sister-in-law. It's kind of difficult to describe. I don't know whether to say friend or sister-in-law, but I will get into more detail of that. Regardless, she is a very important person in my life. So, I will begin with reading the entry, and that will be called Jen, thus far, and then after I do the reading, I will do a segment just explaining who Jen is, and the reason I'm separating that is because for anyone that does know who Jen is, they don't have to listen to the whole thing if they don't want to. Um, They could jump right into the discussion about the reading that I'm going to be doing, so... Again, I will go ahead and read the letter and then I will get into the other segments. Jen thus far. At the services for you, Jen sits next to me In the front row of chairs. She tells mom and I about how two people came to her when she was in the bathroom getting ready for today. She then describes grandma Long and uncle Mikey. She says that you were not able to come through yet because you were in quotes orientation for heaven. They were there with you welcoming you as you came over to them. We were happy to hear that you were safe, but other than that, it didn't change much for me. I don't remember much else of what was said that night. I do remember sleeping in Bryce's bed alone during this hell of a week. I felt that cold chill again, except this time I felt like someone actually had been laying behind me, not just the cold feeling. When I spoke to Jen about it, she said she definitely thought this was you not only because I was compelled to smile when it was happening but because she felt like she heard you telling her something about me getting the chills. After the services mom and I had taken flowers from your arrangement on the casket. We wanted to preserve them. Mom and dad were at my house and Jen comes walking in with a preserved rose from her daughter's room. She says that you were adamant about her coming to my house to give it to me. You said to tell me, quote, even though it's not alive, it is still beautiful, quote. I was a mess. Happy that this was happening, but saddened that this nightmare was still proving to be my new reality. As she was leaving, all Jen would say was that she was up all night because she kept hearing me screaming. She said this while grabbing her heart, open-handed, crying. Jen came back the next night and told me in more detail about the dreams that she had been having. She explained that her vision of me screaming involved me on my knees in the grass, and then a vision of you shining or reflecting light off of a sort of medallion. This was crazy to me because of the sequence of events from the night that you passed, as well as the light. I can't believe it. the light on top of the trees was you she got into more detail about how you made her feel everything with tears rolling down her face she described how you were in so much pain she said she wished she could hold my hand and allow me to feel it all but she obviously couldn't then she says while crying that you showed her how by holding a gun to the bottom of your chin. She felt anxious and uncertain, in quotes. After the gun goes off, she says it goes to black, and then thinks to herself, shit, what did I do? Then everything was just so beautiful, she says. The smells, the way everything felt, she said it looks beautiful. The next day or so, I went to mom and dad's. I've been going every day. I suggested that we rake the leaves. It was chilly, so I had grabbed your black under armor hat and had on your navy blue zip up on, the one I believe I bought you. While outside, I envisioned you standing outside with us, wondering if you were there And if you were wishing, we could see you. The hat, Mom said, was cute on me, but I told her it kept falling off, like coming up and off my head. Later that night, Jen calls me and asks me if I had worn your black hat recently. I said yes, in shock, but I told her nothing more. She then goes on to describe everything I was wearing, down to the color and the fleece inside of the hood of your sweatshirt that I was wearing. She asked if something was happening with the hat, so I told her, yeah, there was. She said she could see you pulling on the top of the hat and says that you were definitely right there. She also mentioned seeing you standing behind me in a vision or a dream, not in real life, When I was standing at your casket, I was touching the penny that was placed on there by Billy's wife. I love hearing that you are with me in moments I do think you're there, but it is just not enough. I need you around physically, not just after something happens. While talking to Jen about all of what I just said, the lights start flickering in the kitchen. All of these moments she talks about seeing through your eyes are moments where I think about whether you are there like I wonder if Chris is watching us right now not only for you to be around us but do you miss us do you regret not being around now Jen. As I said, Jen is basically like my sister in law. She is close with my husband's family. She is a wonderful, gifted, and talented person. She is so caring and giving, and she's also an amazing mother on top of it all. Not only is she all of this, but if it wasn't for Jen and the kind of person that she is, I'm almost positive that I would not have made it to where I am today after losing my brother and I truly mean that her gifts of spirituality and connecting with energies around her has allowed me to gain a sort of communication and peace after losing my brother that I never thought that I would ever have there's nothing that I could ever do to thank her enough for what she has done for myself and my family and you will all see that as this all unravels. I tell her all the time that I don't know what I would have done without her. She is modest about her empathic gifts so I won't go into too much more detail about it. But with her permission, she will be mentioned a lot from this point on. So I felt it was important for me to explain who she is and who Jen is to myself and my family. So to go into detail about the the entry that I read, Um, Jen coming over at the services was much needed and a perfect time. It was the first that I'd heard of her connecting with my brother. I didn't know that that was something that was happening before this. Um, Her and I had spoken of her gifts before my brother passed away, but to be honest with you, I totally forgot that that was even a thing with everything that was going on. Um, Every time that we would voice something, and when I say we, I mean my family, so my mother, my father, myself, or my husband. Um, Every time we would voice something about Chris, Jen would show up either with a text or in person, and she would show up with something um an actual tangible item or um, saying something that was in relation to what we were just talking about or what we were thinking um, and more of this does unfold as i get further into the the letters that i wrote um so the night she brings up the night that my brother passed away so to start she described what I was wearing like black leggings she sees me in black leggings on my knees in the grass screaming and now I get chills even just saying this right now even to this day because that is literally exactly what happened she was not there for it I'm not an idiot. I understand that someone could have told her, but like, who's going to be like, oh my God, Jen, she was wearing black leggings. She was hysterical, crying with her dad, screaming on the wall. Like no one's going to do that. So, and to be honest, before all of this happened, like I had a relationship with Jen, but nobody in my immediate family was as close as we are with her today before this happening. So again, just her knowing exactly what I was wearing and how you know the night unfolded was and still is amazing to me Um, I only told a select few the night that he passed away about that light on the tree and then after that immediate night and I say select few like there was a couple of you know close family members there that had come over to the house um, the night that it happened and when we were over Mm -hmm. at the neighbors I remember I mentioned it to maybe four people if that And I don't even know if anybody was even listening to me. Um, But again, none of these people would have conversed with Jen. So um, there's literally no way that she would have known to say anything about the light. So I know many people may have their doubts and may think that I'm just thinking this to, you know, as a defense mechanism and getting some comfort. I wholeheartedly believe that my brother showed me a sign that he was there with me, and and then he gave me another sign to know that nope, it, you're right, it was me. Um. And then when Jen mentioned um, about how everything happened with my brother um, the night, you know that. He passed away. Um, Again, she really had no idea exactly how it happened. Um, Could word have gotten around, sure, but not at this point to get to her, really. She was watching my kids for us a lot during most of the services. So, um, again, just the detail that she gives to me was pretty amazing. I mean, it was pretty self-explanatory, but to know exactly where he placed the gun that night um, it's just to me that's just how would you know that so the pennies from heaven story um, derives from the night of the services I remember sitting in the chairs in the front row and I mean anybody that goes through a loss like this I'm sure can relate I mean everybody's different but I remember like just drips and drabs of certain things and honestly I remember feeling like zombified, like you feel so numb to everything. And I remember thinking back like I'm not crying. Like why am I not crying? You know, there were moments where I did cry, but I felt like I should have been crying the entire time and I'm like, Why am I not crying? Like thinking in my head like what the hell is wrong with me? I just you're just numb to everything that's going on, like Is this even real like is this a dream why is this happening to me so I remember sitting in the front and I remember being like in one of those zoned out dazes and a man that my father worked with his wife had come over to me and she was you know I'm so sorry and she was very sweet and she said have you ever heard about pennies from heaven And I said no I think even if I did I would have probably said no because I was just like totally out of it but I didn't so I said no and she explained to me that when you find a penny they say that it's someone from heaven sending you a sign and she was letting me know that she was going to put a penny on my brother's casket and I thanked her and then that was pretty much it so When Jen told me that she was seeing, like, as if she was looking through my brother's eyes, looking at me, and sees me standing at his casket, touching this penny, this was when we came back from the services. Like, Billy's wife had put the penny on the casket. When everybody left the services, I went up and was just touching the penny, like, anything to be as close to my brother as I possibly could I did so I mean it was you know touching the penny was just an excuse for me to be as close to him as I could and I remember picking it up and I was like rubbing it in my fingers and I put it down I can still see it vividly and when I got back she's describing to me my brother standing behind me and watching me touch this penny and like I don't know how anybody could doubt that This woman has this special gift because it's just mind-boggling to me that like oh my god like first of all like holy cow this is so special that she can do this and then like holy shit like he was there with me and in the beginning it's harder for these signs to really strike home with you because you are so numb as I said to everything that's going on, that it's just, I mean, it's still not enough, but I feel like it's worse in the beginning where it's like, nope, nope, I don't, nope, I want him here, Uh, nope, all right, he sent me a sign, cool, but like, nope, I want him here. So it was harder for me to appreciate it in those moments, but it was still something that I did appreciate, like, okay, I know he's safe, like, it's not like he just disappeared off the face of the earth and... I had no idea what happened to him or where. Like, wherever he is, I know he's communicating with me for a reason. Um, so these are all bittersweet moments, you know, where you love that they're sending you these signs and you know that they're still thinking of you, but, you know, again, their physical presence isn't there, so it's just not enough, um... But I really feel like this entry just shows how much my brother is and was still around us at that time, and I can't wait to get further into um, those signs and connections with my brother. Um, You know, some of these entries do get a little bit more difficult and they'll be hard for me to read, but again, like I said, I, I feel like I'm doing it for a purpose. And I'm excited to share the rest with you all. So to conclude tonight's podcast, I would just like to say that I do think that this week you could have enjoyed some of it. I hope you you enjoyed hearing about the connections that my brother has made to myself, and I hope that the things that weren't so enjoyable to hear still resonated with you and made you feel connected in a way um, that comforts you in knowing that you're not alone in feeling those things. Um, As I did last week, and I would like to continue every week, I would like to read A more positive quote. Um, I've kind of been going off of just whatever pops up the day that I'm recording the conclusion. I've been going with that because I feel like it's meant for me to read it at that time. So this one says, keep going. No matter how stuck you feel, no matter how bad things are right now, no matter how hopeless and depressed you feel, no matter how many days you've spent wishing things were different, I promise you won't feel this way forever. Keep going. So as the quote says, keep going. And I'm not just saying that to you, I'm saying it to myself. (laughs) So again, I hope this resonated with you. Keep going, and we will be here to help next week. Thank you.